Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. Matthew Collar with you along with Judd Zolgad. And Judd, how are you? I'm very good. Shocked to be back this quick, but very good. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater probably shocked to be back this quick as well, Judd. I mean, when he went down, there was some concern that he would lose his leg. There were reports all the way through the offseason that he would not be suiting up for the Minnesota Vikings in 2017. And here we are today, and the reason we are podcasting is Mike Zimmer announced that Teddy Bridgewater will be back at practice on Wednesday. Your reaction? Um, good for him. I am surprised, but I am now convinced in, in having watched this team and covered it for a long time that Teddy Bridgewater not only will be back in practice, not, not only will be activated from the public in three weeks, but will play at some point. So I've gone from saying I don't think he'll play to now convinced that the Vikings being the Vikings, um, I probably think Bradford is done for the year, that the next step in all of this is at some point in time, Case Keenum's going to struggle and the head coach of the Vikings, who, as we've discussed before, Collar, sees uh, Teddy as a surrogate son, will place him in a game, and the comeback of Bridgewater will be complete. Now the question then becomes, what type of quarterback is he now uh, post-traumatic knee injury? Well, my question for you is, does Case Keenum have to even struggle for them to turn it to Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, we don't know what Teddy Bridgewater is just yet after coming back from the serious knee injury. And other guys who have tried to come back from that injury have had some issues. Marcus Lattimore was never able to have a career. Uh, Dante Culpepper really struggled after he left and went to Detroit, went to Miami, but was never the same again. So we don't really have any sense for how good Bridgewater is. But let's just say that he looks okay in practice. He looks like a semblance of himself. He's throwing the ball well. He's moving around good enough. If Case Keenum continues to play like he did against Chicago and in this last game against Detroit, assuming that he doesn't have any more games like he had against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think you're just turning it over to Teddy as soon as you feel that he's ready, assuming that Sam Bradford is not back. Oh, that's really, really dicey because if there, if you continue to win games, uh, I might disagree. That being said, though, there's two things at play here. One is, 
Uh, you play Baltimore this coming Sunday at home. You go then to England to play the Cleveland Browns. You then have a bye. I believe after that, Collar, you have three home games left. So one is, I'm guessing that Bridgewater, uh, that situation becomes very intriguing when the Vikings are on the road for an extended period, which includes, by the way, a rare three-game road trip. If Keenum struggles there, there's going to be calls for Teddy. Uh, where where I might come even more towards what you're saying, though, is this. If we're talking about uh, this season in a vacuum, there could be there could be a reason to keep playing Keenum. That being said, if you bring Bridgewater back, there's no way now, I don't think, on God's green earth, that you're going to attempt to toll his contract. So now my long-term question becomes, do you try to get him back in because are you really going to attempt to sign him to a, a potentially lucrative contract extension after the season if he has not played? So, so my argument is, are we just talking about what's good for this year, and are we just talking about attempting to win a division title and win playoff games in 2017? Or are we talking about the long-term health of a franchise which thought it found a quarterback when it drafted Teddy in the first round but now needs to see him to make sure that he can come back on a potentially, you know, two, three-year contract starting in two, 2018. This is really, really dicey as far as I'm concerned. Man, now I wonder if they regret not picking up his fifth-year option, knowing that he would come back so early. I, I don't think that they had any expectation of him being back at practice this quickly until it got through training camp and looked like it was going in this direction. Well, let me start with your this season, because... I feel like this is really tricky for them to decide when the best time for him to come back is, again, assuming that Sam Bradford does not play again this season for the Vikings. So mm -hmm. if you're you don't want to put him in too early, but you'd love to play him against the Browns, right? Because it's just not a very good team. Uh, although they've got Miles Garrett back and he's really good, it looks like. But they're not a very good team. So you might like to play him against someone who's bad. But after that bye, you don't play anybody who's bad, basically for the whole rest of the season. So you, there is no soft opponent that you could just guide him in. You Like you said, there are many road games. But I feel like you can't wait too long. Because, A, you could get yourself in trouble with playing Case Keenum too much and then lose your grip on the NFC North, that's for one. Or, yeah. or you don't want to have to get toward the end of the season and say, uh-oh, uh, Case Keenum turned into a pumpkin, now he's not good anymore, and it's week 15. So, Teddy, come back and save us. Well, you don't want to be in that situation either. I think you want to be in a situation where Teddy Bridgewater has played for several weeks and feels like he's very comfortable with what his leg can do, how he can play now, and how he's got to adjust to whatever the long-term implications are. I am guessing that that knee is not going to be ever the same that he's going to have to adapt. So you want him not trying to figure that out on the fly as you go into a potential playoffs, right? Right. Yeah, but the Cleveland game's too soon. Uh, having covered this team for as, lo as long as I have and seen the various missteps of this franchise, especially when it comes to quarterbacks, Collar, my guess is they're going to go to Bridgewater after a Keenum dud. Three or four picks. It's going to be bad. It's going to be in the midst of, of a meltdown. So in a game, they're going to put Teddy in, and then he's going to get the start the next week. 
But but there has been a, a fly to the ointment added today as well, and that is this. If you play Bridgewater, which I believe you're going to, okay, but if you play Teddy, you've got potentially a very important game on, I believe it's December the 23rd, correct, in Green Bay uh-huh. at Lambeau Field against a team whose quarterback you just ended their the season of their star quarterback, and that team's mad at you. Can you imagine Bridgewater now running for his ever-loved life in Lambeau Field on that bad knee? Because the because this is this is so Vikings. This is so Vikings because that's exactly what's going to ha- happen. And I hope for Bridgewater's sake, I, I hope he comes back and plays well. But I can just see it now. You go into Lambeau Field. It's going to be an important game. And the Green Bay Packers are going to say, you hurt our guy. Your guy was hurt once. We're coming after your guy. This is unfolding like everything else Vikings does, which is a soap opera and convoluted and interesting as hell. And I'm not kidding you. Okay, let me go to the long term because, yeah, maybe they might be going after him because he hurt Rodgers, or maybe there's a lot of players that also feel like their coach is just defending their quarterback and it wasn't really a dirty hit. I mean, I didn't think it was. The the more analysis that I see of it, there's a case to be made that Anthony Barr didn't have to drive him to the ground. But, yeah, I, I think that could go either way. I don't know if players are going to do it more or less. I mean, this was the whole point of um, – the bounty gate was players are already trying to hurt each other. It's kind of part of the game and whether you're offering them a bounty or not, this is what they've been doing for the entire history of this sport. So it really doesn't mean that much. And, you know, I think Teddy at that point though, I think you'd like Teddy knowing that he's going to have guys coming for him. You'd like him to be on solid ground with where he stands with his knee and how much he can play and how much he can move around, especially because, you know, we can't write the Packers off completely since they got a four and two start here. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they might just sink or they might do just enough to kind of hang around. Um, the long term on Bridgewater, you mentioned the future here and tolling his contract. I think you're probably right about tolling his contract, that if he filed a grievance, that he would probably win that, that historically very few contracts get told like this thing in the CBA says that they can do. And also, if you want this guy to be your franchise quarterback, it's not really a great start, <laughs> right? I mean, oh, yeah, we want you to be our franchise quarterback. Wait, no, it's not. But we're going to nope. shaft you on money big time to start. Yeah, here's $10. Enjoy. Yeah, right, right. No, you, you're right. You want him to be happy with uh, what he's getting. So assuming they move on from Sam Bradford now that his knee looks like it's going to be a long-term problem, and even trainer Eric Sugarman said it's probably going to be a long-term issue. Moving on from him, Teddy's your franchise quarterback. I think what you would love to know is just the type of level he's going to play at so you can decide to sign him to a big contract or not. I would Mm -hmm. think that something like a three-year, $60 million deal with a lot of guaranteed money would make a lot of sense for Teddy if he plays well over this last stretch and looks like it's not going to be a problem in the future. But that's a big if, I know. Well, right, and and if you do that, then he has to play now. See that that's where that's where this is going is going to get dicey because if Keenum continues to play sufficiently and plays decent, do you then put Teddy in and, and bench Case? And which you could do, but if you do that, you're certainly going to be questioned. And if it blows up and Teddy's not good, and you continue to play him, I mean, 
there's just so many different directions uh, that this could go, and it could definitely blow up on the team. All of that being said, though, where I, I'm with you is you cannot sign him to a lucrative, uh, potentially long-term deal unless you know. And if you don't do that, and if you get to March and or if you get to the end of the year and go to his people and say, I know Teddy didn't play, but and here's a two-year deal. Guess what? This is a quarterback star of league, right? Oh, yeah. Some yeah. team's going to come along and say, Teddy, we'll take a chance. Here's three years, and here's a, a lot of cash and potentially guaranteed. And now you've lost a guy who you drafted in the first round who is going to be your, your franchise guy. And worst case, it completely blows up, and he gets good. So that's what I'm saying is, in a vacuum, if we were just to talk about this year, it makes sense to bring Teddy along as slowly as possible. But we're not. We're talking about the future as well. And and that's where for all, all those folks saying now, well, he's not, not going to play, which I thought at one time too. But now you still have people saying, well, Keenum's playing great, so don't play Teddy. You're thinking about one year, and you're talking about a guy that the Vikings perceived for a long time to potentially be their franchise quarterback. And that guy, like it or not, still has potential. So this this is going to be extremely intriguing and for anyone who thinks it's going to be simple, you are kidding yourself. Nothing is simple with this team. And in this uh, situation, it's definitely not going to be just cut and dry. Yeah, and uh, I, I also would really question anybody who thinks that Case Keenum has played exceptionally well. I, I mean, he did good enough when it came to the Bears game. And give him props for that i mean you come in you lead a win it was helped out quite a bit by harrison smith intercepting the ball right in bears territory of course mm-hmm. uh but you You're know right. his dink and dunks were pretty good in that game and other than that i mean it's a bad game against pittsburgh it's a bad game against detroit it's a bad game yesterday that you are pretty much guaranteed to lose if aaron Rodgers plays in that game because mm-hmm. and he's missing stefan diggs understandable you're missing one offensive lineman jeremiah searles was good in the run but not good in pass protection at all he allowed a bunch of pressures as you might expect from a a backup lineman and you know you get a pretty poor performance from case keenum overall just good enough on a little screen to get a touchdown and enough to win when the other team's backup quarterback is starting but if you've somehow convinced yourself that this is going to work as you face harder and harder opponents in the second half of the season, I don't think it will. I think right now, if we're assuming that Sam Bradford isn't coming back, that the season success rests on Teddy Bridgewater. That's the way that right. I look at it. Yep, and, and for all, you know what, too? We're talking the day after a win against Green Bay, right? And it's this euphoric, the Vikings are 4-2, and two. They're in great shape. I'd be very curious uh, when this team is on that three-game trip and they've lost two games, the tone is going to change completely. And at that point in time, there's going to be a lot of play Teddy now. So I say we wait and see second half, but I I have convinced myself now that Bridgewater is going to play. The circumstances under which he does play will be intriguing. But one of the most important things, I keep coming back to this, but one of the most important things for this team is they need to make up their mind because they either have, if Teddy's the guy and you sign him, he, he is potentially, if he can come back healthy, your QB of the future. If he's not, your QB of the future is not on this team right now because Keenum is not it. So we're talking about 
either you potentially have your quarterback for the next, I don't know, three or four years or five years, potentially, on your roster, that's Teddy. If he's not the guy, then that guy does not exist on this roster right now because it wouldn't be Teddy. It's certainly not Case. And Bradford, I think, is done here. So so you need to make a decision about who's going to be your quarterback going forward. And at some point in time, Teddy is the one guy who you either have to say, yes, it's going to be him, or no, it's not. And if the quarterback of the future is not on this roster right now, then my goodness, that is a that is a tough spot. That is a very, very tough spot to be in because you're not going to... Welcome gonna... to Minnesota Vikings yeah. football, Matthew right, yeah. welcome, What's, to, um... welcome to Minnesota Vikings football. What is Kelly Holcomb doing these days? Is John David Booty around still? Is he a free agent? Oh, yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I, bet he's ho- I bet he's home in, in SoCal. I bet he's hanging out in SoCal. Hey, he's been preparing right for this. <laughs> oh, so right. what, a long, what a long, long line Yes, yes, it is. And uh, we enjoy reliving it. Okay, thanks, Judd. Thank you. Thanks to you all for checking in on the Purple Podcast. Bye.